I want me some glory hope. Yeah! Hello and welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank Agent Harry Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Boa Savis, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Woo, Bo Cephas, here we go. Did you like that 13-5 last week? Did you like that 2-0 start to this week? Huh? Did you? I hope you did. I, I hope you did very, very much. We are done with this up and down bullshit roller coaster ride we have been on this year. We are going to start stacking winning weeks faster than a let's go Brandon Chance starts at a white people party. Let's go, baby. Let's <laughs> fucking go. Now. Whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fucking fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn spiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football? What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money? I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. That's right, Adam Center. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs go to our website thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks premium picks and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way the winning way the football glory hole way y'all know the drill by now we will make you laugh (laughs) we will make you cringe holy santa claus shit but most of all baby we will make you a shit ton of money Woo! Woo! Love that money. Now, with all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now, it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible, fucking disgusting, cold beer choice of the week. Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Shiner Strawberry Blonde. Four out of five stars on my beer app. It reminds me that summer's officially over since I haven't been able to find this beer for a couple of months, but I found it at some random ass gas station (laughs) in some BFE town I was traveling through. This afternoon, but it also reminds me of a particular strawberry blonde that I was in love with in kindergarten. 
Her name was Amy. And I knew her loved I knew that I loved her because she mm. told me that I did. No. And she told me I was her boyfriend. Mm-mm. And she used to tell me that we had to meet behind the slide at the playground <laughs> every day at the start of recess and kiss twice. And then I could go play with my friends. Mm. And Longhorn, even before my little weenus could have a firm thought. <laughs> It still was able to tell me that I had to follow all of these rules because she was so pretty. Mm-hmm. And the lesson here, boys and girls, is that pussy is powerful. More powerful than Superman's mm-hmm. gooch hair, which I once saw in a movie could uh, suspend 5,000 pounds with only a single strand. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah. I don't remember that in the Superman promo, but I will say that, you know... I guess me too. You don't only- remember when he had when Gene Hackman was the was the evil villain and they had like they cut off one of Superman's gooch hairs or ball hairs <laughs> and it was hanging five thousand pounds. Sir suspending five you don't remember that? Sir. We all know that Superman kept it nice and clean and would never have a fucking <laughs> <laughs> he would never be rocking the fucking porn the porn puff down there. So no. But I will say that <laughs> I will say that the Me Too movement apparently is one-sided and, you know, women can just go around fucking raping men left and right and we're just supposed to take it, I guess? Is that, is that, yeah, we are going to take it. You, you, you know what? That little, that little strawberry blonde had it right. You can do whatever you want to us, little lady, when you grow up, that is. You're goddamn right. All right, boys and girls, we're going to the podcast. We're going to the good, the bad, the how are you? Hi, hey, hey, we're going to go over every game in the NFL in the air tonight. Yeah. And of course, of fucking course, we're going to give out free picks and get you paid. But to, before that, we got to get paid. And to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by Tammy's Tampons. Have you ever heard those commercials about men type shit that is read by a woman? You know, some sexy sounding chick trying to tell you what razor is best to shave your face or what pill to take to make your dick get hard again. Well, in the spirit of those, I have an ad here for all you birds out there about a product to use in your mysterious lady parts. It's Tammy's Tampons Kid. Ladies, I'm assuming that you just hate when that blue liquid they show on TV spills out all over your snatch garters. Well, those days are over thanks to Tammy's Tampons. Tammy's Tampons will keep your ant flow locked in your labia menorah for sure. And best of all, Tammy's Tampons come with an iron clam 100% money back guarantee. So if your penis flytrap lets anything escape, if your camel toe steps in a puddle, god damn it if your fish bitten can't keep the moisture hidden, just give our platonic friends over at Tammy's Tampons a call and they will give you a full refund no questions asked. So do your juice box a favor ladies and go to right now to Tampons.com and put in ha, our code word Gloryho for 10% off your first box of spirit sticks. That's Tampons.com for 10% off their cotton rockets. One more time, Tampons.com code word, glory hole. Jesus Christ, Longhorns, those Tammy's Tampons sounds like a hell of a product. Uh, I know that you and I, neither one can give a testimonial about that. I'm sure some of our female lady listeners can there. But you know what always disturbed me about all those, uh, <laughs> you remember those commercials back in the day, the whatever it was, Maxi Tampa, like they always poured that blue liquid into a big old fucking pouch and like some of it would spill in the in the competitors but in the in the tampax it would all soak it all up like Uh 
we didn't fucking really need to see that like demonstration. Like that was always a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. Even as a little boy, I was like, why are why are women pouring blue liquid into their <laughs> panties? I don't understand what we're doing here. So yeah, yeah that that whole industry has always been gross to me to advertise. I understand that ladies need their feminine products, and I, they understand it too. They don't need to see those demonstrations. They know what fucking works and what fucking doesn't. There's just certain things in society. We probably don't need to fucking, you know, demonstrate is all I'm saying. Yeah, they, they definitely know the witchcraft that comes out of their body. And Bocevis, it's like it's like what <laughs> <laughs> it's like what I always say, you know, you can, you never trust anything that bleeds for a week and doesn't die. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just Fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad. This is bad? This is bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? All right, Longhorn, as always, we start with the good, and the good last week was fucking hoss, baby. Yeah. 13 baby. and 5, 8 units, 5 and 1 in the mm. NFL, 3 and 2 in the Super Contest. Longhorn, we are fucking <sighs> rolling, baby. Yeah, that just hurt my heart what you just said, though. 13 and 5 overall, 5 and 1 NFL, but 3 and 2. In the super, oh, that one, that one stings. Yeah, I blame that 100% on you, but we're going to move on to the bad, and the bad <laughs> was us, and I'll blame this 100% on me, uh, Hawaii plus five and a half. Oh. Yeah, they lost by 20. They were mm. down 10 at the half. They lost the third by <laughs> six and the fourth by four, which is more of a basketball game. Uh, they never got in the cover line. Ever, even though they scored 17 points in the third quarter. Uh, just fucking terrible. Just a terrible pick. I think, didn't we talk about that like with, like on Friday or like Saturday morning? I can't remember. What, uh, we were like, uh, Hawaii? Why? Why? Hawaii? And yeah. Turns out. Yeah. That, so. Go ahead. No, I mean, just like it, sometimes the computers put out shit that you shake your head at, but it's, you know. In the long run, it pays off. Obviously, thirteen and five. There's nothing to can't cry about too much. But like we both looked at that and we're like, Ugh, why? Why computers? Why? Yeah, Hawaii just seems to be one of those teams, and it happens every year. There's there is a certain set of teams where it just makes us bet, and we don't want to bet them, and they do end up more profitable than not. But every week they bet them we're like, fuck, I don't want to bet this stupid fucking team again. And yeah, Hawaii is in that category. This year for us. But now we're going to move on to the are you fucking kidding me? I know what's coming. Well, I think anybody that uh, bets on football know what's coming here. Uh, it's the <laughs> are you fucking kidding me of the year. And there's no doubt yep. about it. Uh, we had Clemson, Florida State. We had the under 47.5. The score to reset the game was Clemson 24, Florida State 20. There are four seconds left in the game, Longhorn. <laughs> Florida State has the ball on their own 33-yard line. 
They start the Stanford bullshit laterals that work so often that we oh, still yeah. call it the Stanford bullshit laterals, even though that play happened before I was even fucking born. And, of course, mayhem ensues. Florida State fumbles. One of the laterals. Clemson runs in it for a touchdown. The game goes to 50. We lose. And on top of that, if you have Florida State, the spread went off at plus 9.5. They lose by 10. Everyone on the right side of the spread and the total lost on what what is without a doubt the worst beat of the year Nothing will top it. And Longhorn, I was literally <laughs> speechless watching it. Just speechless. Oh. You, wait, so I mean, you were speechless because I was gonna, I was gonna say like this is the first time. Like, if, if for our long-term listeners, they know that you are the highly emotional, throw shit uh, at at losses type guy, and I'm more the take them in stride. Uh, not on this one. This was my first beer throw of the year. I literally chunked a beer when they did their when they did their bullshit lateraling forty yards for no. Why is there even a guy back at the goal line? Why is he even there for an option to throw to? Your if he caught the ball, he was literally ninety eight goddamn yards away from scoring. Why is that even an option? But yeah, it was my, normally I take the losses, whatever. You know, they come, they go. No, 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 no. This was a beer throw, probably my only beer throw of the year. So I find it very interesting that you just kind of took it in stride. So it's that that's interesting. Yeah, that's a little bit of hyperbole. Uh, I wasn't quite speechless. I think uh, when I watched yeah. them run it in, uh, my exact words were, "God fucking damn it!" <laughs> right now what's happening over here excuse me what is happening here what is happening what the fuck just happened oh you know what's happening it's time for all those wins coming in the air tonight baby Longhorn, it is time, baby, to go over every NFL game in the air tonight, and we're going to start down in my hammer, where those Dolphins are now down to five and a half point home favorite. Did you say Miami? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, we usually don't start with a game like this, but hello, corner, right off the bat, Bo Sivas, throw it right in the corner, nobody's going to watch this game, it is. Only the serious, serious betters are going to have interest in this game. Obviously, we're recording on Thursday evening. Tyrod Taylor got got announced in for this game. So if he's in, I'm in. This game's going to come down to who wants to quit the most. I mean, you know, and I will say, we, I, I hinted at it last week, and 
you know what? Miami fought last week. I will give them credit. I'll I'll lay off Flores a little bit uh, this week. They fought. They, they really fought hard against Buffalo. Uh, they didn't cover. They didn't get the backdoor cover. But it seems like Buffalo was pushing more to get that cover on the big spread uh, for no apparent reason whatsoever. Risking Allen on an injury because he scrambled for the late touchdown that got the cover for Buffalo. So that's a little head scratcher there on that side. But you know what? Miami fought. So I'll I'll lay off Flores a little bit. But here we're at the almost the midpoint of the season. You got two teams that are in the worst five records of the of the uh, of the NFL. With Tyrod coming back, he's you know he hasn't been part of all this losing for Houston. And the last time he played, he won against Jacksonville in the opener. And they were putting up a good fight against, was it Cleveland, I think, in week two before he got hurt. So all he knows since he's been playing is we play well and we fight and we, and we you know, we try to win the game. So I'm, I'm putting my faith in Tyrod Taylor here, and I will lean to Houston and those. Is it down to five and a half now, Bo Sivas? Yep. That's what I'll go. That's where he go. That's a, that's the way that's the way this game goes. All right. Is there so, any computer help or on this am I on an island? <laughs> no, no. The computers are with you. In fact, the computers are with you, and of course, our data is with mostly, like you said, David's David Mills. Uh, so mm-hmm. with Tyrod Taylor, the computers are with you a huge amount. In fact, we already sent this game out at plus six and a half. So we were on the front side of this as we. I mean, every fucking week is the same fucking story. We're on the front side of the yeah. fucking numbers. It's because we're the fucking sharps. But anyway. I love we'll it. look ahead on this game was Miami minus seven and a half preseason. Now, we have been dead wrong about Miami. They are five points worse than our preseason projection. Our biggest mm-hmm. miss of the year. But Houston has also been two points worse. Which, considering when we had them ranked to start the season... That doesn't even seem fucking possible because we told you the very first podcast they were going to be the worst <laughs> team yeah. in the NFL, and they quite possibly have been. But that is still three net points to Houston. This line has only moved down one from the preseason, now two, with Tyrod coming back. So we are still, at the minimum, getting two points of value here. We cannot turn this down. And also, we've been telling you about the before the buy, after the buy trends. Since 2015, before a bye, which Houston has next week, the Road Dogs are 58% against the cover since 2015. That's Houston. That's this week. Go Texans. It would not shock me. I don't want them to win. It wouldn't shock me if they do. I'm not going to call it they win, but I do love them to cover this game. Yeah, just real quick before we move on, Davis Smith. It's Davis Mills, by the way, not David. I don't, I don't I thought it was Davis. I thought it, and I, it, I said David. Yeah, I was it, like, it can't be Dave. Who would name their kid Davis? That's the stupidest fucking name ever. But you know, yeah, whatever. he's got two last names, and he's near last in the PFF. Which I'm gonna, I'm gonna. He is, he has got a 59.3 rating PFF for quarterbacks. I cannot tell you how bad that is because usually the, the quarterback numbers are inflated on the PFF. And just for comparison, I just hit on the ignore snap minimum four quarterbacks and it brought up Tyrod Taylor's uh, PFF and he is at 76. So like, that's a massive difference. Not that 76 is great, you know, but it's, it's right there in that, um, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, actually 
not too far below even Aaron Rodgers, who's at 81. So, you know, like the bottom line, huge value. Of course, we're on Houston here. Of fucking course. All right, we're going to move on to those Dallas Cowboys. And they are 10-point home favorites over the Denver Broncos. Oh, my God. You know, apparently, you know, we are obviously, we we live in Cowboy Nation. Cowboy Nation will tell you that the entire nation is Cowboy Nation, but it's definitely not. It's definitely not. But when they start winning like this, you start to get that, you start to get that cowboy uh, tax on on these lines, and I think we might finally, finally be at the point where you get value on the other side. Um, it's at ten. Dallas is obviously seven and zero ATS. And a matter of fact, since nineteen ninety, there's only been one team that started the season eight and zero ATS. Uh, obviously, Dallas is seven and zero. So if they go, if they win and cover this game and go eight and zero, they'll they'll only be the second team since nineteen ninety to start the season eight and zero ATS. The other team was New England in two thousand seven. It was two thousand seven Patriots. So oh yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, the Randy yeah, Moss. So they're in historic range here. Is the point? Um, so I I would. It's a force leading to Denver here. Clearly, the one thing that that worries me. Um, in this game, is that Denver traded Von Miller this week? That is a huge signal to the team about kind of we're giving up on this season. Now on the field, and I'll and I'll when I throw it to you, I'll look up uh, Von Miller's PFF on the field. It's not as big of a deal as you might think because Von Miller has not been that great this year. However, that could be a situational thing where he's on a losing team. That isn't going anywhere. That doesn't. That doesn't mean that when he goes to L, the L.A. Rams, that I don't think he'll tick back up and be close to the way he was before. Because I actually think he will on a winning team. Bottom line in this game, you know, Dallas isn't going to go seventeen and no ATS. This is a perfect spot here for them to drop one ATS, and I would absolutely lean to those ten points in Denver. What do the computers say? Well, for me, the computers. A little uh, side note on that two thousand seven Patriots team. They did start eight. And OATS, and if memory serves me correctly, in the next nine games, in the uh, or sorry, eight games plus the four, no three, because they got the bye, obviously. Right, right. Um, so in the next eleven games, they only cover two. So wow. no matter how good a team is, that should tell you historically the market starts to correct. At around this point, mm-hmm. so that the market has been correcting on the Cowboys. The Cowboys, you know, obvi- I w- here's what I will say. I said on Twitter that if it got to Minnesota plus four, bet the Cowboys. It did get to Minnesota plus four. Uh, we did, you know, I personally did you mean bet cow- the Cowboys, Cowboys at that plus point. four. Yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys plus, plus four, four. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys plus four. With Cooper Rush in, bet the Cowboys. It did get there. I did personally make a bet on it. And obviously, I did hit that. I didn't end up hitting the Minnesota plus the three that I had earlier in the week. So, I didn't quite make the the uh, middle, but I think it was a point. I missed it by a point there. But, oh man. Either way, the market did correct itself, and the market has been correcting itself in the Cowboys. 
And this line was four and a half on the cows, minus minus four and a half on the cows in the preseason. Now Denver has outperformed or has performed three points better than our preseason expectations. And the Cowboys to our preseason are even to our preseason expectations. So in reality, this Cowboys line should be Cowboys minus one and a half. So this is complete overinflation for the Cowboys. They're back to being overpriced, and although they do keep covering spreads, the bubble does have to burst at some point, and this is a perfect letdown spot to do it in. Now, where Denver has Mm -hmm. gone wrong in the market is that they were so overpriced, right, at the beginning, then it was time to fade them, which we did. I think we bet against them three straight weeks. We won all of those. Now they're at rock bottom, and it's time to buy again. And believe it or not, Teddy Two Gloves is playing just about as good as Dak from from an efficiency standpoint. He's actually better at EPA plus CPOE. Now he's about 10 spots back in QBR, so let's be fair and say he's around three points worse than Dak ATS. That should put this spread at about Cowboys minus four on a neutral, minus six at home for the Cows. Either way, we're getting max value on Denver here. Also, Denver's fourth and ninth on left tackle and right tackle line yards on offense. Dallas is 13th and 23rd, respectively, on those positions on defense. So what Denver's going to do is go strength on weakness, run the ball outside the tackles. With that comes play action, which Denver surprisingly is bottom three in the league so far in attempting this year. But with this edge rushing advantage they will have in this game, I expect that I expect that to tick up and expose this Dallas defense, especially their safeties, which have been, have the, been the most overhyped of this unit. I think Denver covers here. I think actually Denver has a chance to win this football game. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I will say I don't have much to add to that. I I like, I like everything you just said. Uh, I was kind of surprised. I just looked up, I just looked up the edge rushers for, and on the PFF and Vaughn Miller, you know, the narrative around the league is that he's not playing as well as, as previous and maybe that's a sack thing you know maybe he's just not getting the sacks but he's actually number six edge rusher pff with an 85.6 rating right behind nick bosa and tj watt so you know sometimes you know here's what i will say about the here's what i'll say about the von miller thing it's not so much on the field but i think the reason why they got rid of him and it kind of came out today that there was he famously, I guess, throws a Halloween party every year for all okay. the players, wives, and all that kind of stuff. And it usually costs about a hundred grand or whatever that costs. And Jeez. this year he was not going to throw it because they'd lost, you know, so many games in a row. But all the other players were like, hey man, let's let's party, let's do this, let's do that. He's like, fine, but y'all don't really deserve it. So when they got to the party, he started asking <laughs> people for, you know, Money. He's like, hey, what are you going to chip? What, what, what do you Ooh. got on it? What you got on it? What you got on it? And that pissed a bunch of people in the locker room off. So I think that's the reason why that they, I mean, obviously. Is this a real story? Where at, this is a true story. And, and backed oh up by Noah Fant. Noah Fant actually told this story. So I'm not speaking out of, I'm not speaking out of fucking school here. Noah Fant, the, the starting tight end. You can't throw a party Denver. and. You can't throw a party and ask people for fucking money well, okay. but he did All because right. he didn't really want to throw it, and that pissed a bunch of the guys off. So that's caused a big, 
uproar in the locker room. So oh, now man. they move him on. So maybe, you know, addition by subtraction a little bit on the at, at this point. Eh, it, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me about that part of what what matters to me is Dallas is overinflated on this number. This number is overinflated. Denver should stay within the ten. But I'm just saying on the Von Miller point, there he wasn't as beloved at this point in the locker room as he has been in years past, is all I'll say. Yeah. Spend that money. Throw the party, I guess. Or you're fucking out. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on to Baltimore where those Ravens are six-point home favorites over the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, oh man. Yep. Listen, because, because, you know, we might be masochists and we love the pain. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to lean to Minnesota here, even though even saying that out loud just kind of hurt. You know, and what did you just say the line was at currently? It's at six. Yeah, if it's at six, I, I just, I have to, I have to take that that number at six here. Um, I will say that this is a double-edged sword type game when i was digging when i was digging into the matchups um baltimore is the fourth highest has the fourth highest blitz rate in the nfl on defense and the reason it's a double-edged sword to me is that might actually force minnesota to open up and take shots against that defense because for whatever reason and, and you know we've had, you and i had a debate about this i can't figure out what's going on and i think we kind of landed on the offensive coordinator it might be an issue here uh, I think he might be leaning into the to the head coach, but I'm not ready to go there because I've seen him being a good head, him be a good head coach for for many many years. So, but but clearly something is wrong with this offense, and it's changed from last year when they were a fantastic offense. And when I look up PFF on the quarterbacks, and and I, and I see Kirk Cousins sitting at literally number two at quarterbacks on PFF rating, I can't point the blame at him. So. You know, I'm searching for reasons, and it's got to be the offensive coordinator to me. But in a in a game where they're going against a defense that's going to bring the heat, bring the pressure, I think that might actually work in Minnesota's favor here, force them to go downfield with these fantastic offensive weapons that they have been, for whatever reason, reluctant to do uh, this season. Um, so now on the flip side, I will say that without Daniel Hunter, this is for Minnesota defense, without Daniel Hunter, Without Pierce, without Patrick Peterson still on the Minnesota defense, I don't, I don't know how Minnesota is really going to slow down Baltimore either. Um, I, I would lean to the over in this game for sure. On a force lean at six, I would lean to Minnesota, but that's just because you know we are masochists. We love, we love these ugly dogs. That's what we do. That's what we make it a living on. Um, tell me what the computers say. Yeah, the computers are with you on this one. Um, So that's interesting to bring up the blitz point. So Baltimore has not covered versus Vegas, Detroit, Cincy, and Indy. All of which, except for Indy, are below average rushing offensive DVOA teams. Now Minnesota's 28 in rushing DVOA teams. Mm. So why is that important? Well, what those four teams also don't have is a quarterback – He's in the top 10 in EPA plus CPOE. Translation, they need a running game to carry them a bit. And although none of them are good at running the ball, Baltimore's league average is stopping the rush in DVOA. 
And although Baltimore is number one at stuff rank on the defensive line, they're 23rd in second level yards, which that speaks to your blitzing theory, right? So if you don't, if you blitz and you don't get them, well, there's nobody left to yeah. stop them. And that's big because Minnesota is the worst offense when it comes to stuffed uh, yards. But they're seventh in the league when it comes to second-level rushing yards. It means if they get past that first level, they're top ten in the NFL. That should translate with Baltimore's blitzing level to Minnesota's coaching staff designing, you know, designing a good scheme to get Cook into the second level where he can exploit that, you know, less than average Baltimore rushing defense. On the flip side of that. Minnesota has the third-ranked passing DVOE defense, which will be the best that the Baltimore has. This Baltimore team has faced all year, which to me translates it's going to be a grinded-out game. Both teams are going to put a premium on running the ball. I think the quarterback that can avoid the big mistake will come out on top on this one. We get Cousins at noon, which we all know is a huge <laughs> fucking advantage. Baltimore oh, yeah. is a is a home field. Or home home favorite, which coming off a of bias since 2015 means they only cover 49% of the time, which means we get the best side of the coin flip here. The numbers are with us. I'm with us. I'm with you. I like Minnesota. All right. Let's do it. All right. Moving on. We're going to go to Carolina. And those Panthers are hosting the New England Patriots and their three and a half point home dogs. Yeah, this is um, this is a game that it's ugly. I don't really, I don't particularly like it a whole lot, but I certainly have a lean, and I think that, that the computers agree with me. For Carolina, we have Shaq Thompson, who has been injured. He came back last week, and under the radar. Just just side note, real quick, that he might be the most underrated linebacker in the NFL. He never gets talked about with some of the best linebackers in the NFL. But if you watch Carolina, that dude, he looks just like Keekley out there. He's intercepting passes. He's blowing the fuck out of the running. Like, he, when he meets the running back in the hole, they go backwards. And, and you know, he's, he's even, you know, throws in some pass rushes here and there. He's just like Keekley, you know, uh, to me, for that Carolina defense. And also, Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore made an appearance last week for Carolina. Uh, picked off a pass covering covering um, uh, pits for for Atlanta. So, a couple of key additions for that Carolina defense that they really needed. Now, Sam Darnold got concussed last week, and I don't at at the time of this recording, I don't know which. I don't know if they're going with Darnold. I don't know if they're going with PJ Walker. Do, have you heard anything right before this recording, Bosevis? Before I move on, I have not heard anything. Yeah. So, you know. <sighs> That's scary because as bad as Darnold has been, P.J. Walker has been terrible, even worse um, uh, thus far this season. Now, in the in the past, he hasn't been the, – the gap hasn't been quite this much, and I don't expect it to be quite this much going forward if he gets more playing time. But as of now, it has been. Now, Bill Belichick made Darnold see Ghost. Uh, that, that was the famous – the, the famous game, I believe it was two years ago now, maybe three, I, I can't even remember, where Darnold said he was seeing ghosts out there, and that's not good. And in matter of fact, in the three games versus New England for Darnold, he has been outscored 99-17 to 17 in three games. So I, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world if Darnold does it, 
play. Uh, so, look, Carolina is is actually really, you know, they're, they're pretty good against the run, and they're pretty good at rushing the passer. So, this number at home is just too juicy for me to pass. I am certainly terrified of Darnold and all his fuckery that, that could go on if he's in there with the, the whole ghost thing. But, yeah, and, and especially coming off a concussion. We've seen, you know, in the past, some of these quarterbacks coming off a concussion. They don't necessarily play very well the next week. So, on a force lean, I'm on Carolina just to, make, just to wrap this up. I'm on Carolina at that number at home. Uh, I think the number is good. I, I think you're getting value there. Darnold scares the fuck out of me. P.J. Walker scares the fuck out of me. But the number's too good, and that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the numbers are with you. Computers are with you. It's, I mean, New England has outperformed expectations, but you know what? So is Carolina. So, and McCaffrey might play. And, and so, McCaffrey might play. It's an ugly. I mean, the totals at 41. Anytime it's that low, yeah. I'll take the dog at home for sure. All right, moving on. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, we're having a season. They're 14 and a half point home dogs to the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> you can fucking have them, sir. You have all that Jacksonville you want. Um, look, <laughs> let's, I, I, let's let's use this game as a, as, as a time saver. Of course the right side. Of course the pro side is Jacksonville. We don't, we're not in the business of laying these big numbers. So it's Jacksonville or nothing for me. I can barely say that without throwing up in my mouth. Real quick, Urban Meyer. My God, this this guy will he will he last the year? I don't know. I guess he will because what else are you gonna do in Jacksonville? But he continuously week after week shows that he just really doesn't kind of know what he's doing. He might be a little overwhelmed. They were down twenty four points last week. They score a late touchdown, a meaningless touchdown. Time is almost gone. You know, you don't want to go for two which is the analytical play because you're down three scores and three two-point conversions, that's fine. I don't care. You don't want to go for two, kick the fucking extra point. The game's over anyways. I'm completely fine with that. Fuck it. The game's over. Let's get the fuck out of here and go home. No, no, no. He doesn't go for two, but then kicks the onside kick after that. I mean, what? Every week, this guy finds a new way for me to scratch my head and say, Urban Meyer... You literally are stupid in the NFL, and the only way you ever won in college was by getting every gangbanger, thug, just criminal that you could get <laughs> off the street into your programs and mix in a little, you know, uh, mix in a nice little Christian quarterback, and it's the perfect little, perfect little mix to his national championships. He sucks. Jacksonville sucks. We're not in the business of laying that number, but yeah, it, it's I, I it's complete stay away from me. What do you got? So here's what I will say about that, and here's why Urban Meyer sucks so bad. <laughs> Longhorn last year, when my boy the Mustache was the starting quarterback of Jacksonville Jaguars, put your mindset there. Okay, we get this line at home versus Buffalo. Oh, we my don't God. blink an eye. No, yeah, good point. We don't blink an eye. We we take the mustache and we move the fuck on, and we and we're happy to fucking do it. But this year we're like, yeah, obviously that's the right side. We don't want any fucking part of it. That should tell you all that you need to know 
about Urban Meyer because Trevor Lawrence, you know, for as much struggles as he had, and he struggled for sure, like all these rookies have, except for the McCookie Monster. Uh, he's better than the mustache, but we're not gonna bet it. So that that should just tell you all you need to know about Urban Meyer and how shitty he is as an NFL coach. If he lasts a year, which, you know, unless Jesus calls him home, I think he will. But he won't be here next year. Like, I think it's one and done for him. and uh, Or at least I hope for Goldilocks' sake it's one and done for him because this dude sucks. Yeah, no shit. No shit. All right, moving on. Those Cincinnati Bengals. Man, they shit the bed last week <laughs> at the Jets. But this week, they're home. And they're two-and-a-half-point favorites. Still. Versus your Cleveland Browns. Man, those Bengals, they, uh, or those Jets, they knocked out a lot of survivor picks last week. A lot of survivor picks. That was, that's good for a lot of people who didn't have Cincinnati anyways. In this game, <clears throat> look, OBJ is close to worthless on the, <laughs> on the field. Um, <laughs> and, and obviously we had his dad coming out. Putting yeah, he's all this no, bullshit. He's no longer part of the team, so don't worry about him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm aware. He got kicked off the team, so that that scares me a little bit. I, I I've got to lean to Cincinnati here, and the fact that they actually kicked him off the team, um, that could actually be a little tick up for Cleveland here. Um, <clears throat> motivationally, there, there's no edge here. Both teams need this game really bad. Uh, situationally, there's no advantage here. They're both coming off a loss. Uh, you know, I will say the Cincinnati is coming off a worse loss in that, you know, it's, it's a bad loss to the Jets. It was on the road. But these things happen in the NFL, and they did score a lot of points. So I would say that the Cleveland loss was way worse. Um, they had many chances to win that game. Pittsburgh just could not score. And they just couldn't do it. So if you're looking for, if you're really trying to like, you know, put it under the microscope, I would say that the the worst loss was was Cleveland. Um, so th- this just comes down to a straight numbers play for me. You know, under a field goal, I'm going to lean to Cincinnati here. I'm going to take the quarterback who's actually playing well. I'm going to take the quarterback that actually has receivers to throw to who don't hate him. Uh, just and, and before I throw it to you, <laughs> look, like Cleveland is a. What Cleveland was in certainly my mind and on paper going into this season and what I thought they would be, they have they're not it and it has a lot to do with injuries. They, they I think they might be down three starters, for sure two starters on the offensive line, maybe three by game time. It's just they're sometimes you have these years where a team is snake bit with injuries. It just feels like Cleveland is. They're gonna have a big decision to make in the offseason with, with Baker because it might just be to the point, you know, because of the injuries and because of him him not playing very well, it might just be time to move on, take your good roster in the next year, find a different quarterback, whether it's a retread through free agency or actually it would have to be that because they're not going to have a high enough draft pick draft pick to do anything else. So it might be time to move on for Baker. Um, with all that said, Cincinnati's surprisingly good at stopping the run. Cleveland's going to try to establish the run here. I think they're going to be running, running up against a brick wall. They're not going to have the weapons outside to expose them. So, I, I'm, I'm on, Cle- I'm on Cincinnati here. I'm on Cincinnati here, kind of, kind of big. It's actually one of my favorite leans of the week here. Uh, what do the computers say? Yeah, the numbers are split on this one. Uh, the numbers scares me a little bit. 
It's kind of the obvious. It's almost like a sucker bet to me at the minus two and a half, especially with all the turmoil and blah, 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 blah mm-hmm. that you mentioned. Uh, but here's the here's the truth on the quarterback. So Joe Burrow is number 10, EPA plus CPOE. So top 10, which is by far, I mean, he was below average in his rookie year. Not surprising being a rookie, but he didn't even finish his rookie year, and he's already top 10. Baker Mayfield's all the way down to 19. So I feel like with the Baker Mayfield thing, it's kind of like the Dak Prescott thing where he needs – because everybody kind of forget, like, and Dak's played great, right? But if you remember the start of the – I forget it was 19 season, 18 season, something like They decided to go wide receiver by committee, right? They cut Dez, a surprising move, wide receiver by committee, and Dak was horrible, literally fucking horrible through six, seven, whatever that was. And then they traded for Mm Amari Cooper, and all of a sudden he's great again. Yeah, it matters. So it does matter big time, but what matters for Baker more than the wide receivers is his running game. His two starting running backs get hurt, and – that dynamic of the play-action pass for him kind of goes away. But what really hurts Baker is the fact that he is so small and he's not athletic. So, like, at least Dak was always athletic. Like, even when things were moving too fast for him and he couldn't see the field and he wasn't making good reads, he at least could move and he was big enough and athletic enough that, you know, he can make something out of nothing. Baker can't do that. Can't do it. So... Without that athletic ability and the fact that he was never good at reading defense, he was never good at reading defenses in Oklahoma. He's never been good at reading defenses in Cleveland. He's gotten away with a lot of, you know, the play action, the first reads, the fucking good schemes, and all the things that made him successful. Now that that's gone, you're seeing kind of exposed what who he is, which is a below average quarterback, which is not surprising to me. Uh, you know, I never believed in him. Well, you were you were his big proponent. So I'm having a hard time figuring seeing... out why. Yeah, but everything you're saying is is feeding right into my handicap. I'm figuring. How, I'm having a hard time figuring out why you don't like Cincy. Then, no, it's not that I don't like. I just I, there's something about this number that bothers me. It's under a field goal. I, I know, I know. Which means, right. oh my god, of course we should be in Cincy. Of course we should be in like. It's almost like it's too inviting. You know what I mean? I will, like, it's almost I will like say that, that. It's almost like that good-looking girl at the party that you know you've pulled. You know, girls that are as good-looking as her before, no doubt. But man, it's like you had to work for it. Like you had to fucking put on the charm. You had to get a couple fucking shots in her. Then you made it happen. You had to really work your. But this one, you know, she's just good-looking as fuck, and she's standing. She's just motioning you over. She's laughing at every joke. You know they're not funny, mm-hmm. but she's still cackling like a fucking hen. And you're like, what is going you're saying on? She's here? Got That's AIDS. how I feel her. You're saying she's yeah, got I AIDS. Think, I, I think that Joe Burrow might have AIDS. No, I yeah. didn't just say that. Scra- edit Sorry, that. Burrow, edit that you from have the record. The AIDS. Um, that, but he does I, not listen. have AIDS. I don't think that he has AIDS. Well, he might. You don't know. I mean, he, might, he might, but I'm, I'm not. So, I'm not listen. inferring that. I'm just saying, distract that from the record. All I'm saying is. There's there's something a little bit too inviting about this number, is all especially with the numbers well, see, being split on. See like, what the number see, see what the number does, and I will say that two the number two has become way more uh important than than any year before. Actually the number two was creeping up close to a final 
differential on score almost as much as three. So, so you know, used to be two was a dead number. It's certainly not anymore. So if two and a half is far more important number than it ever was in the past. So you might be onto something there, but you know, maybe it's my, maybe it's muscle memory or whatever, but you know, going back to that old well of anything under three in a, in a game where I think the team is just, just better. It feels like a, feels like a really good bet. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm definitely on sensing. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything to argue with you, but it just, it, it okay. something feels, it's smelly. It's smelly. Yeah. Anyway, Smells all right, we're going to move on to those New York football giants, and they're three-point home dogs to our Las <laughs> Vegas Raiders. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Speak, uh, talking about something like, man, ugh. We got to talk about this, I guess. First of all, before I get to the bad news, division-leading Raiders, the AFC West division-leading Raiders in week, uh, what are we going into, eight? Week eight? Nine. So, nine, well, yeah, whatever it is. Obviously, the big story with Vegas is is the, the rug story and that debacle. Uh, this would normally be a smash spot for me here with Vegas coming off a bye, playing Danny Dimes in New York, where he historically is just garbage. Um, but with all this distraction and all this mess, earlier in the week, it took me off of this game. As the week's gone on and the details have come out of exactly what happened with this Ruggs incident, it's actually pushed me now on a lean to New York here, simply because is, this wasn't just a, a you know a, a kid that made a, a minor mistake and you know um, and, and a tragic accident happened. Obviously, it was a mistake and it, and it was a tragic accident. However, when the details details come out and this kid is whatever he was, two times the legal limit drunk, which we've all been there. This isn't me on a, on a soapbox. You know, we can all raise our hand and say we've been there. We've been drunk driving when we shouldn't have. That's not the point. When you are screaming down a road at 156 miles an hour and you slam into a car at 127 miles an hour and she probably burned alive, hopefully, hopefully she died instantly, but she may have burned alive. That is not just a young kid making a mistake. Okay, that is that's that's manslaughter. That's negligent. You know, we drink a lot. Okay, so, so we're not like angels here. But when I drink a few <laughs> beers and I drive, I am like the most scared drunk. Dri- <laughs> I'm the most scared drunk driver ever. I am like blinker every fucking stop, full stop, count to two. You know, stay in the speed limit. So this was a complete just disregard for all life around you, including his own. Bottom line, that type of accident, that type of distraction pushes me. And, I, you know, I don't like to use tragedy in handicapping because it feels dirty and it feels gross. But this is this is real. That's a, that's a huge deal. The questions are becoming nonstop. The pressure on Vegas and the media is going to be just hanging over them all week and probably the rest of the year. Don't be surprised. This is a, a just a, a dream crushing season crushing type deal for the Raiders. Uh, with all that said, I'm going to lean to the, to the giants here just because of all those distractions. Um, you know, what do the computers say? Because it, it, it's tough one to handicap. Uh, yeah. The numbers are with you even without, obviously they don't 
uh, factor in any of that stuff. Um, and there's a couple trends really? with you too. So after the buy, road favorites are 50-50 since 2015. That's where Vegas is at. And before the buy, home dogs are 62% ATS, and that's where the Giants are at. So definitely big, hmm. big lean here to the Giants. The thing that's stopping me from pounding the table with the Giants is the fact how bad Danny Dumbface Dimes has been at home. She's been <laughs> fucking terrible. Oh, my God. However, all the things you're talking about, you know, the distractions and all this, this number opened at 2.5, it's at 3, but it is moving to 3.5. It's 3.5 at Circa. It's 3.5 at Fandle. So, for whatever reason, the market is not buying Wait, that this it's, is... It's going the other way? It's going the other way. Okay. So if we can get the Giants on game day at three and a half, clients, uh, yeah. watch your fucking inboxes. Yeah. Is what I'll say mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Wow. But that I, is the way I, and, that makes me think I'm it, missing here, something. Well, here here's the here is the caveat that I'll offer to all that stuff, and it was a very powerful. Uh, and again, you got to remember what moves markets, right? It's all speculation. I mean, at this point, we all know what these teams are. Like, every every handicapper that's worth their salt has their algorithms, they have their numbers, they have the systems that they believe in. Now, we're all different. Every system is different, and that's why we all, you know... Yeah, I'll, I'll say this. So, in the Super Contest, when we pick our games, in the five games, I'll say the sharpest of the sharps, we generally end up on a minimum two of the five at... you. On average, three of the five, right? Three of the five games were all the same. So, of course, we're all pretty close to the same things because inside the industry, we know what kind of moves the numbers, what moves the market, and what actually matters. But as far as the market goes, any kind of speculation will move it any which way. Now, what what I think is, what I'll speculate on, what is moving this market back to Vegas is because, because this number is too low. It's simply to it, or sorry, too high. What I think it's moving back to Vegas is uh, Carr's press conference. You know, I, I think it was today when he was asked about the entire situation, and he just simply said that, um, you know, and and Carr has been very outspoken about his Christian faith. There's no, there's no hiding that he is he is very much a Christian man. Uh, yeah. Unlike Urban Meyer, I think he actually lives what he what he talks. Um, yeah, and he fraud. just said that. Yeah, he's not a fraud, and he just said that. You know, this kid needs love. He needs love, and if if nobody else will do it, then he's there to do it, right? And he he understands he made a mistake. He understands he made a terrible mistake, and he understands that you know. He's going to be punished, and he's not there. And he said, when I walked by his locker, you know, it made me tear up. But he said, not because he's fast and not because he helps us, just because I know him and because I understand the gravity of the situation. And I think with that kind of leader and that kind of leadership in your locker room, that is the kind of thing that will stabilize a team through a coach getting fired for racist emails and an owner with a fucking $5 haircut and everything else that goes into what it is to be a Las Vegas Raider, and even with a tragedy like this, when you've got that kind of man leading your team and as the voice and as the captain of your team, you know, it, it 
that that's what will galvanize you and help you from wavering from even the most terrible of situations what this absolutely is. So with him coming out and saying that, just like he said about Gruden, love the man, hate the sin, I mean, he basically said the same thing. He, he said, if nobody else will reach out to him, I'll reach out to him and I'll tell him that I love him because he needs love at this moment. That was his exact quote. So yeah, I heard, that's what I'll I say. heard it. I heard it, but you know, also at the same time in the same press conference, he said that he had not actually talked to him yet. So I don't know. Maybe it's one that we just stay away because you don't really know which way these emotions are going to go. But man, I'm not staying away. If it fucking goes, if we can get three and a half from the the Giants and damn all this fucking emotional crap, I want my goddamn money. So you kind of have to like at that point. Yeah, you got to take. You got <laughs> to use that. Sometimes you got to use that tragedy in your favor, even though it is gross as it is, as it is. All right, let's move on. We got some more games. All right, we're going to move on to the New Hall and Saints. And our boy, Seaman, <laughs> spooged all over the place and won us some uh. money last week. And now they are six and a half point home favorites versus the Atlanta Falcons. I believe it's Simeon, but we obviously here at, at FGH call nah. him Simeon. I mean, you know, let's just come on. What is it? You got I'm a great sure name. I'm pretty sure he's German, and Simeon is the German pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. The Simeon is everywhere. The Simeon. <laughs> yeah, so the, the semen was obviously everywhere last week. This is just a gross game. I I don't even know who's starting, honestly, in this game, uh, to, to be honest with you. I'm inclined to fade quarterbacks this week like semen and like uh, Mike White of the Jets who fucking went nuts last week against Cincy. Uh, it looks like he's not. He's having well, a hard time what, tonight. What happened, against, that game what happened to that game tonight? Yeah, that's why you fade these shitty quarterbacks that go <laughs> off the week before. Um, so I'm inclined to, to fade here again. It is a divisional matchup, laying a big number with who the fuck knows? Is it Seaman? Is it Taysom Hill? Who the fuck knows? It's either second string or, or third string backup. Who really cares? I'm all about buying low, selling high. Uh, everybody hates Atlanta right now more than ever this week uh, after that just terrible loss last week to Carolina. Who we had, Carolina, obviously. So, you know, I'll nibble. I'll nibble on Atlanta here. I'll lean Atlanta here. Uh, But I will say, buyer beware a little bit because Matt Ryan, if you watch that game, he got got cleated uh, on his throwing hand. It was just spewing blood everywhere, just like semen was spewing everywhere. Uh, against against the bucket <laughs> against the Buccaneers, so we'll, you know monitor that. We'll see how his hand is doing. He had to get stitches in his throwing hand this week, so that could be a factor. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd I'd have to I'd have to lean to Atlanta in those points here. Y'all yeah, lean with you. I don't want anything to do with this game, but I would lean with you. All right, we're gonna move on to those yeah. goddamn Philadelphia Eagles, and they're now all the way down to one and a half point home dogs versus those. L.A. Superchargers. And Bo Cephas, this game, I don't feel like I can handicap this game without getting a little dangerous because this is our Danger Zone Game of the Week.
All right. Obviously, the LA Chargers have Chargers have lost two in a row, and Philly is and Philly's coming off a huge blowout win, even though it was against those shitty Detroit Lions. So situationally, actually, you would have to like the Chargers here uh, to kind of sh- kind of figure that out, straighten the ship. Um, but however, there are rumors here. There's there are rumors in the streets that Herbert is dealing with an injury. He just today I saw the update that he just had his first practice of the week so we don't we're not sure what's going on there with with herbert he's gonna play through it but we don't know exactly how healthy is he is uh for them now the dumbass coach for philly and he is dumb let's not let's not pretend here that dude is dumber than a fucking (laughs) he's dumber than a sack of rocks but did he figure out somehow in week eight that the way you win in this league with a limited quarterback is you run the fucking ball i don't know Maybe he did because last week they put up a massive a numbers uh, amount of rushing yards against Detroit. They pounded the shit out of them, um, and and guess what? The Chargers cannot stop the run. So I'm gonna lean to Philly here. It's a little dangerous because I can't trust the dumbass coach for Philly. Um, but if he's not, if he pulls his head out of his ass long enough to realize that the way to win this game and the way to win in this league is to run the ball and help your limited quarterback out as much as possible then this is not only going to be a Philly cover as an underdog, this is going to be a Philly win as an underdog. So I will reluctantly hit the sounder here and hope that this dumbass knows what he's doing. And I actually think Philly's going to win his game. Bo Sivas, what do you got? Uh, Yeah, 100% I'm with you on this game. 100% I am with you. And I'm so glad that I'm finally with you. On one of these sounders, I try to <laughs> kind of passively aggressively talk you out of the sounder and your Detroit kneecapping lines last uh, week. Uh, you know, you, it, it could have hit any more perfect, too, because you were trying to tell me how, you know, head coaches don't matter at the podium and I can keep judging if I want to, and yada, yada, <laughs> yada. And then you fucking hit the sounder in Detroit. I don't think Detroit has, you know, stopped losing yet. Uh, I think Philly's still yeah. scoring. Philly might they have to stop scoring on Detroit so they can focus on beating San Diego, which I hope that they've stopped scoring at this point. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. But Sir, San Diego. <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, whatever. That is a throwback. You yeah, man. Sorry. All right. Anyway, I love that. uh Here's the truth on this game. Uh, Philadelphia is a better football team. They're a better football team, and they're catching points at home. Now, again, whoa, this is a team whoa, that we okay. thought, we thought, coming into the game, coming in the year, was not going to be a very good football team. Uh, we had an under ticket on them, but we had an under ticket on the LA Chargers as well. I think we're actually going to end up hitting on the LA Chargers and not hitting. On the Eagles, I think it's going to be a big swing in this in a game in our tickets, and I think the Chargers are going to continue this downfall. Your boy Herbert, after starting off in the top ten EPA plus CPOE, is all the way down to twenty first at this point. Uh, Jalen Hurts, who we both agree is terrible, and I'm not going to disagree with that. He is terrible. He's twenty third. So yeah, he's bad, but he's just about as bad as Herbert. So That's maybe it's an injury with Herbert. Maybe you're, you know, you're right about that. And if you look at the talent on the field, there's no way that I could compare the two. Herbert's much better, obviously, but efficiency-wise, he's not. And if Philly has figured out they need to run the ball and has figured out how to play offense with Hurts, 
First of all, I'm only about 90 yards away from cashing my over 650 rushing yards for Hurts on the season ticket that I put in earlier in the year. Thank you very much. Uh, that should He'll be an easy win week. as long as he's standing upright. Um, yeah, I should get that this week. And, yeah, Philly's going to go win this game. They're going to go win the game. And I'll say this right now, and I don't have the odds in front of me, and I wish I did. I should have pulled it. Philly's going to the playoffs. The Philadelphia oh, Eagles the are going to make the playoffs. Here. They're going to make oh. the playoffs. They are. Okay. You know what? We're, they are. We're, we're pressed on time, and you're just throwing that in there when I can't. I don't have the time to, to fucking <laughs> jump at you on that. So, all right. We'll, we'll revisit that next week. <laughs> all right. We'll revisit that next week, and I'm probably dead wrong. But anyway, for right now, I'm right because I say I'm right. God damn it. We're going to move on. All right. All right. Yeah, go, go. Fucking go, Eagles. I fucking hate them. All right, moving on. Kansas City. They are home favorites now of seven points. There is no Rodgers. There's only love, baby. There's only love in Green Bay. Uh, This game was a pick them. It's moved seven points. I don't know. what, What do you got on this game? Well, I got nothing because I I mean I, I erased my entire handicap that I wrote up on like Tuesday on like Tuesday, so I've got nothing, uh, because it doesn't matter anymore because Rogers isn't in there. I'll probably use this as a time saver again, throw it to you because I'm completely out. Uh I will say at that number, it's very, very teaser friendly number for Kansas City. So uh I don't like rookie quarterbacks. I don't I mean I know he's not a rookie, but he's he's never played. I don't like quarterbacks that have never played on the road. I realize KC sucks on defense, but yeah, I did. I, I feel like Rodgers has been carrying this this somewhat average around him roster with the injuries for sure. With those injuries that are that that have key players out, it's absolutely an average roster. Now you got a quarterback that we all think sucks. We we said he sucked coming into the league. So yeah, I, I, teaser for sure for Kansas City. That's about all I got. Yeah, I love that. So, we had this great game graded as a pick'em, which is what the initial spread was. So it was a zero-point delta. We have Green Bay two points better than Kansas City on a neutral field, which speaks to your point that, you know, Kansas City's not great, but Green Bay's not spectacular either. So, at this point, seven points feels fair. It feels fair, maybe a little short. The downgrade of love, we'll see, but yeah. The teaser is definitely the way to go. I love that fucking pick. All right. All right, moving on. Those San Francisco 49ers. It was minus three Arizona, but now it's minus two San Francisco. Mm. Seems to me our (laughs) circus might be one short, one midget (laughs) short coming to town. Oh, no. Yeah. You mean there's not gonna be any any of the the circus midget shuffle going on in town th- this week? That's that's unfortunate. Seems so, to me we are one midget short. All right, so it's gonna be the Colt Mc- Colt McCoy show, I guess. He's kind of short too, so but he doesn't do much. Very short. He doesn't do much shuffling, so I don't know if that's gonna I don't know if that's gonna matter much. Um, here we are, Bosevis. This is the time of the year, every year going all the way back to his college days, that Coach Bro crash and burn, (laughs) Maverick, crash and 
burned. This is the time it happens every single fucking year. It already happened last week, uh, last Thursday against the, the Packers, when they had literally nobody at receiver to throw to, and they still lost that game. Um, you know, Arizona, you, I, I talked about Cleveland earlier. It's kind of getting that, that injury bug. Arizona's getting that injury bug with them, too. Watts out for the year. Hopkins, Hopkins I, that dude has had all kinds of issues. For Even when he was playing, uh, he's had some issues. Obviously, Murray's had his injury issues. Shocker, midgets can't play in the NFL. Although I will say, when that dude's healthy, we we gotta admit, even though we we give him a lot of shit, when that dude's healthy, that motherfucker can spin the rock, and he is he oh, is yeah. he's he's he gives he gives teams fits when he's doing out there doing that shuffle, but he gets hurt every fucking year because he's tiny. So uh, throw in the fact that San Francisco always beats Coach Bro, uh, they got lucky in the last meeting in week four five whatever week that was uh for whatever reason san francisco went with trey lance and we we saw how that panned out no more of that fucking bullshit experiment let's put that to the side jimmy g is entrenched in that in that starting lineup and i will say this mitchell the quarterback for or excuse me the running back for san francisco this happens every fucking year i don't know why san francisco even puts draft stock into the running back position they drafted trey sermon at ohio state in the third round why every fucking year you find some nobody that comes in and and fits that running scheme style like a glove and this year it's some dude named mitchell who i've never heard of well they're starting to look like what we thought they would be to start the year with that those stretch zone runs mitchell's he's getting over 100 yards every game now um so that of course of course I'm on San Francisco here. Everything screams San Francisco in this game. Yeah, 100. Um, and and again, to your point, we we do give you know Kyler Murray a lot of shit, but neither one of us has ever said the dude couldn't throw the ball, right? We've said Lamar can't throw the ball. We've said you know many quarterbacks can't throw the ball. But he's never been one. He's always been one that he could always throw the football, but our biggest knock on one is tiny. Now, there's people, you know, on the local radio in Dallas that says size don't matter, hand size don't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Doesn't oh. matter. He scored an 18 in his one. Like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. What's up, Kevin? Except that, you know, it all fucking matters. So, now how much does all of it matter? I don't know. But, you know, Nothing is everything, when but you get everything hurt every is year, something. It matters. Right. Nothing is everything, but everything is something. When you're five foot eight, and you weigh one eighty five, playing that position it matters. Eventually, it's going to fucking matter. So, the numbers were split on it at you know the three. They're going to be on them in San Francisco. So you're going to have a numbers agreement here when it's you know down to this point spread for sure with no collar. I mean, from Kyler to Colt McCoy, I don't have, you know, recent enough data on Colt McCoy to make an accurate prediction. Uh, I would say at a minimum five points. Five. I'd say it would be yeah, a good gotta, guess. It's got to be five. So that would be from minus three to minus two, which tells you there's no value there really on the line. However, when you look at how dynamic Murray is and what all he brings, and he brings to Coach Bro's, quite frankly, very rudimentary offense. Uh, and then he make he really makes that offense go. It's not Coach Bro's schemes are shit. 
So if it's not for Kyler out there mm-hmm. making it work a lot, a la Tony Romo making Jason Garrett's shitty offense work, it's basically the same <laughs> situation. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to have Colt McCoy trying to go out there and execute a very rudimentary offensive against a good defense in San Francisco. I, I mean, this one could get ugly. It could get ugly yeah. quick. I agree. All right, moving on. Those L.A. Rams. And they are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites versus those Tennessee. Oh, man, they fucked us in the ass. Our only loss last week. It wasn't even their fault. Yeah. It was fucking Carson Wentz's fault. You son of a bitch. You mean you mean left-handed shot put pick sixes? That's not, like, something that happens all the time? I thought, I thought that was just part of football. Well, that's not things that win us handicaps. I'll say hey, that. Hey, thank you. Look at it this way: we we went thirteen and five last week, and two of our losses was a left-handed shot put, fucking uh, pick six. The other one was a, I don't know, fifty-yard Stanford lateral, fucking just fuck off, yeah, fuck, fuck right off last. Well, don't week forget the losses. Maryland Jeez. fucking loss. I don't even know that one. You're the college guy. You know what? Save that for 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 another day. Let's get on with this game. <laughs> Those prime time Rams have won five, one and covered, five straight primetime games. So they are the anti-Kirk Cousins when it comes to primetime. They shine (laughs) when the lights are on bright. And on the other side, no team in the NFL has been more reliant on one player outside of quarterback, obviously, than Tennessee has been on Henry. Uh, So how how will Tennessee, and I'm I'm actually curious to see how, how this game plays out, how will Tennessee react to life without Henry in their very first game without him? Uh, my guess is it's not going to be great. They, you know, when you rely on one player like they have for so many years, it's, it's there's no way that that's not going to have an effect in the first game. They actually they 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 got to find a new identity. You know, you can't just plug in some guy named Jeremy Nichols or. 48-year-old Adrian Peterson off the street and be like, okay, we got the same identity. Let's fucking keep rolling. No, it's not going to happen. So Tennessee in this game, in real time, is going to be searching for their new identity until Henry gets back uh, for the playoffs if he can. So Tennessee is a heavy play-action team, and they're going to be doing that without that hammer. So it isn't going to work. LA is going to be able to drop into those passing lanes with the linebackers. They're not going to respect the run. Uh, They're going to make it difficult on Tannehill who will be in obvious passing situations all night long. So, eh, this doesn't look good, good. Doesn't look good on that side of the ball. Now, on the other side, LA is just a nightmare matchup for the Tennessee defense. Uh, Tennessee is a bend, don't break defense. They're one of the worst YPA defenses, but they're top ten in red zone defenses. So, what does that tell you? They bend, don't break. Problem with that is that LA is the best red zone offense. So, everything points. To LA to me in this game it's a huge number and we usually don't like laying numbers like this so I might be more inclined to lean towards that teaser area you know through that seven and three down to the one and a half uh, or two whatever the number might be at so yeah just just lean to LA here in every way imaginable yeah I think you just found a best bet for me uh, I'm gonna take KC and LA on a teaser yeah I like that um that's 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 the way I'm gonna go. So our power rankings had this one and a half point delta to Tennessee, and obviously that's with 
Henry in there. So what I'm interested in, and I think a lot of people are interested in, is seeing the numbers and how that grades out without him in there. I have no interest playing this game either way. Like you said, Tennessee is great inside the red zone. Anytime you're great inside the red zone, you obviously have a chance to cover a big number, especially in NFL, because threes and sevens are fucking huge differences, and especially when you're catching seven and a half. That could be all you need to cover this spread. However, does the offensive work without Henry? And we've been preaching to people for two years that it's been, you know, more Tannehill than Henry, uh, which I do believe is true. However, without that threat, does Tannehill work? I'm not so sure about that. So the point and a half is that is that enough to make it an even game? I think that's probably fair, which means there's no value in it to me. However, yeah, I just I'm putting that in right now. KC and the Rams on a two-game teaser. I love that. All right. All right, moving on. Pittsburgh, the Monday night football game. Those Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, they just keep winning us fucking money, baby. Uh, They're on a fucking roll, and now they're hosting those Chicago Bears. They're six-and-a-half-point home favorites. Oh, fuck. Is it? What did that open at? It's up to six and a half. What what did it open at? Open at five. Open at five. Fuck me. Okay. Well, I was at, at the time of the write up. I put on here that this is probably going to be a game that I was wanting to uh, kind of force in to uh, one of our picks. It's not one of our early picks that we sent out to our clients. Uh, I would like you know stay tuned for a Monday night game. But Jesus, man, with it with it going up like that. May have missed the boat there. Um, Fields versus this defense. I I can't see anything but a baptism coming here on Monday night. Bo Cephas um, coming off a win. And actually, this when I <laughs> that's funny. I wrote this as the coming off a win for Chicago. The hype train started even in game last week. If you heard some of these commentators, and then obviously post game during the week, everybody's talking about oh Fields he turned the corner. This is his coming out party. Yada 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 blah 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 i'm not getting that line love that i thought was going to happen with this hype they train. lost Except, yeah i mean from it's from five to six and a half it's going against it no no, no i'm saying so, i'm saying chicago lost last week i know that but but what was the narrative the narrative was like oh you know like like Fields finally showed out oh to, on you know, made, fucking twitter yeah of course he was the fucking man because well, he made he spun around and made a fucking, he ran for 20 yards. Like, dude, Twitter's so fucking football dumb. Oh, my God. You, yeah, you know what? I'm going to throw it to you real quick, and I'm going to look up the PFF green line and see what the splits are on the money and the tickets. Uh, last thing I'll say about this is Pittsburgh is quietly playing much better on the offensive line in the last three in the last three weeks. Their, their PFF grades have ticked up steadily. Uh, from er- from earlier in the season when they were kind of mixing and matching, finding the right best five offensive linemen to plug in there. That was that was their only weakness coming into the season, minus the big, fat, dumb quarterback who they have who is somehow going to go to the Hall <laughs> of Fame with, uh, with, with Super Bowl rings. But if they get that offensive line figured out, they start getting a little bit of running game going, a little bit better protection, and he can somehow, you know, use his – his weak fat arm to get to the uh, to, to some of the playmakers he has on the outside. That probably all speaks to the uh, to the reason the line is ticking up 
in the direction I don't want it to. I still like Pittsburgh. I'm still leaning to them. Say what you got to say, and I'm going to look up the um, – I'm going to look up – what was that? What did I say I was going to look up? I already forgot. What a, the PFF splits on – Yeah, the ticket splits. That's right. Okay, so go ahead and I'll look that up yeah. real quick. Yeah, so if you look at Twitter, if you watched Twitter last week, Justin Fields was awesome. But in reality, he was fucking terrible. <laughs> and even the most virtue-signaling piece of shit now on nationally syndicated radio and television, Colin Cowherd, uh. Uh, even he said, even he said on his podcast he puts out – not on the air. I don't even set it on the air. When his podcast puts out on his, you know, on the volume network. I hate advertising on this shit on here, but even he said Fields wasn't even the best quarterback on the field in the same game. Even though Twitter, you know, was erupting. He was terrible. In fact, he still mm-hmm. remains 32 in CPA plus EP, CP, ugh, EPA plus CPOE. Now, the big fat dummy, Ben Roethlisberger, He's 26, so it's not like he's great, for sure. But there are winning games in spite of him. There are winning games the Tomlin way, the Pittsburgh way, defensively. And I just, I hearken back to, you know, our preseason podcast when we went over this division with Pittsburgh, and I said, man, they're going to be 9-8 and eight because Tomlin just doesn't, he's just not going to have a losing season. He's just not going to do are. it. And guess what? Now they're, in first place in that division, somehow, some fucking way, they're fucking there. They're fucking there. Even as Ben, as bad as Ben is, and you already had his funeral, mm-hmm. and it was well-deserved, and he's terrible. But, yeah, they're going to win this game. Now, do they cover the seven? You know, that really just depends on how many times Phil turns the ball over. If he doesn't turn the ball over, I don't think that they do cover the six and a half. If he does... Yeah. Then yeah, they're gonna win by thirty. Like it's not even gonna be a game. That, but here, here's the gross part to me about this game. Well, I will not, I will not watch a second of this football game. I don't care if we have money or not. The over under is thirty nine, hmm. and actually it's ticking down. It's thirty eight and a half at like four different books right now. Thirty eight and a half. The over under for Air Force and Army is thirty seven. This is an NFL game. Gross. This is fucking gross. And all you idiots in fucking Chicago, they call for this kid to be out on the fucking field. I hope you're fucking happy. I hope you're fucking happy because he's the worst quarterback I've ever fucking seen. He's worse than Stony fucking Case. And you deserve every fucking shitty loss that you fucking get for fucking trying to run Andy Dalton off the field. Not that I'm a big fan of his, but for putting this fucking kid out there and for fucking calling for him to be on the field... You just fucking deserve it. And you just saw Mitchell. You just saw Mitchell Trubisky. You just fucking saw a shitty fucking quarterback. And yet you can't recognize another shitty fucking quarterback. What the fuck is wrong with you fucking people? My God, how well, fucking football dumb can you fucking be? What's up, Chicago? Number one. Number two is... uh. <laughs> I think that's back-to-back weeks that you've brought up some guy named Stony Case. So you've absolutely hit the quota, lifetime quota, for bringing up Stony Case. <laughs> so I never, I never want to hear his name again. And then number three is fifty-one percent of the tickets are coming in on Chicago. 
However, 66% of the cash is coming in on Pittsburgh. That tells me all I need to know. It scares me at that six and a half. We we should have been on this. Let's tell on ourselves. We should have been on this at five and a half. Lost the value. Six is a key number, much more in the NFL than it was in the in past. So we may have missed this, the boat here. And Tomlin as a favorite isn't isn't the sweet spot. So it might be one we actually lay off of uh, at this number. But yeah, everything points towards Pittsburgh. And make sure that you never, ever say Stony Case again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh as a favorite against a shitty team is the only reason why I was not standing on the table. That and the fact the numbers were split on this. Otherwise, I would have told you let's fucking hammer it days ago. But we all know Pittsburgh, much like the Dallas Cowboys, love to fucking play down to their fucking competition. But with that, that was all them wins coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, Longhorns, it's time everybody's away for some of those free and free picks of the week, baby. Yeah, and you know what? You just kind of gave out a little unofficial official uh, teaser. I like that KC tease down and the LA Rams tease down together. So there's a little unofficial free pick on the podcast. Uh, but <laughs> I, I worked out a little three-team Moneyline parlay here. Um, and it pays six and a half to one. I, I'm going to go with Philly, who we both picked to win as an underdog. Uh, I put I put in Pittsburgh on Monday night as the favorite, and then I mix in. I went ahead, and I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna try to take advantage of tragedy because I put the New York Giants in on a money line. Uh, that could go either <laughs> way. You know, it's one of those deals. But you know, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, Pittsburgh Steelers. Moneyline parlay pays six and a half to one, and we all kind of do the money dance because it's tragedy. So you don't go, you don't dance too hard. Yeah, I guess. Uh, all right. Yeah. So on college, uh, we're at two on two and zero oh on the week. I've already put out a pizza money parlay that already fucking hit. Let's fucking go for it. Let's go for two this week. We're going for two. We're gonna take two. Louisville plus 160 on the money line. We're going to take Wyoming plus 145. And we're going to take UNLV. That's right. UNLV to win a football game. That's what we're going to go with. Plus 110. That is going to pay you 12 to 1 on a three game parlay. That's double your fucking value. And yes, sir, let's dance with all the fucking money. And Longhorn, tell them where else to find all that money on our fabulous website one more time all right you glory hole seekers that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the football glory hole podcast we thank each and every one of you for tuning in y'all come back to the sports patio next week and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills we give out free picks on our website on our podcast and also on our social media platforms so people stop being sports stupid and use them all. But more importantly, sign up for those premium picks at our website so that we may become partners 
for life and both Cephas, as always, in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on the guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again. Come on. God damn it, people never pay a bookie again. Steven Tyler, take a selfie, baby. Oh,